When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What is up, Ravens fans? I am so excited to be back with you for season two of the Purple Chair podcast. If you're just joining us, make sure you check out season one as I talked with some incredible women, including Ravens Twitter legend Lacey DaCosta, the Harbaugh's NFL agents, and so many more. The Purple Chair podcast is where we amplify women in and around the game. This season, I'm also going to take you inside my role with the Ravens and what's happening inside the walls of the castle every week. So stay tuned for that at the end of each episode. This week, I'm so excited to welcome Christina Boyle, wife of Nick, to the Purple Chair podcast. So we're just going to dive right into y'all's story. So how did you and Nick originally meet? So Nick and I actually grew up like 15 minutes away from each other. Okay. Um, we did not go to the same high school, but we're from the middle of nowhere. So four <laughs> towns go to one high school and there's still like 200 people graduating. Um, so it's funny. We have a bunch of mutual friends that he could have asked my number for, but he DMs me on Instagram. Oh my God. Yep. I was home from college on Christmas <laughs> break and he was home for Christmas and he said, Hey there. And I was like, he couldn't have asked one of our million mutual friends for my number. He had to DM me on Instagram. So yeah, he DM'd me, hey there, and we hung out every day since till I had to go back to college and the rest is history. Hey there. That hey was there. his opening line yeah. and it worked. Okay. It worked. So sliding in the DMs does yep. really work. Mm-hmm. Even back in 2015, it <laughs> yeah, worked. Yeah, that's pretty early. <laughs> yeah. Instagram was just like becoming a thing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So did you guys kind of know of each other at that point? Yeah, we definitely like knew who each other was, but he always had a girlfriend. He always says I was too cool for him, but he really always had a girlfriend <laughs> and Yeah. That's so funny. So you, you were in college where at that point? So I went to University of Rhode Island. He had okay. already graduated Delaware. Um, so he was living in Baltimore. So I would take the flight from Providence, Rhode Island to Baltimore to see him for the last semester of college. And um, yeah, then I moved here. I was like, hey, are we really going to do this? Are we going to do this? Because I'm either going to get a job home or I'm going to move to Baltimore. And he was like, no, move to Baltimore. So moved to Baltimore. I got a job. I'm a pediatric psych nurse. I got a job here and here we are. So you were you were first semester senior then that yeah. Christmas break, and then you guys. So you basically did long distance first semester, mm-hmm. and then moved here. So yep. he had already been drafted by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So what was that time like as he's kind of figuring out his career? You're figuring out yours, moving to Baltimore, a place like you probably haven't spent that much time outside mm-hmm. of coming to see him. Right. No, I've never been here before. <laughs> So um, it was interesting. He, you know, like you said, was trying to get his feet wet in football. And I was trying to find a job, which was not easy coming out of college. Um, 
But it was fun. I mean, I moved into his bachelor pad apartment and I was like, whoa, get to Hobby Lobby ASAP because this place is not going to work for me. Um, I did get a dog like three months in because I was so lonely. He was gone a lot and Mm -hmm. working out and I had no friends here. I'm like, how do you meet friends? I don't know. So yeah, we got a dog like three months after we started dating and that's one of the low-key tricky things about being an adult that people don't talk about enough is like making friends mm-hmm. when you move to a new city, especially when you're like following a significant other right. kind of has their life established. You're trying to figure all that out, get a job. So I would imagine that being starting as a nurse in Baltimore had to been a little intense. So yes. t- tell me about that process. Yeah. So it was definitely intense. I knew I wanted to do psych, but I applied for everything. I wanted anything pediatric. So I applied for everything and I got offered this job at Shepherd Pratt and I loved it. I loved working there. I worked with kids. Um, they were like three to 12 and you saw some stuff that I never even knew existed, especially being close to a city. Um, yeah, we, like I said, we were from the middle of nowhere. So it really opened my eyes to seeing mm-hmm. some scary stuff, but I loved that job. I miss it actually. When you say like being a psych nurse for pediatric, what does that mean? So that ranges from anything from like PTSD, um, wow. reactive detachment disorder, you know, they are left not being taken care of and they have some issues from that or, um, just having a hard time in school, um, getting bullied, being depressed, um, suicidal thoughts, stuff like that. Yeah. That you don't think actually happens at a young age, but really starts at a young age. Yeah. That's crazy. I would not have thought that. So as you kind of get your feet wet here in your career, Nick's obviously progressing at the Ravens, your relationships progressing. When did you guys kind of take the next step? Okay. We're ready to get married. All those conversations start happening. That has, that really did happen early because I was like, listen, do you see me being your wife? Because I am not moving my whole That's family, fair. you know. And he was like, yeah. So we started dating in 2015. We got engaged 2017, early 2017. Um, and we got married 2018. So, yeah, it happened relatively quick. You posted this um, thing, this collage, I guess I would call it, on your story right when training camp was starting. And it was, we loved it because it was, he, as he progresses through his career, it's first, you're, it's the two of you and you're dating. Yep. And then there's a ring. Mm-hmm. And then there's a wedding band. Yep. And then there's a baby. And then there's another baby. baby. And now there's a third baby. Yes. Yes. So we had no babies before COVID. <laughs> COVID hit. And now we have three babies. That happened just as fast as our relationship <laughs> happened. But yeah. When you know, you know, I guess. So. Yep. I asked Nick for three adjectives about you. Oh my god! <laughs> when I, I told him I was doing this, um, he's so I, I asked him at the beginning of a lunch period. He was like, "Can I have lunch to think about it?" And I was like, "Sure, I won't put you on the spot." Yeah. He's like, "He comes back, okay, I'll be nice." And I was like, "Oh, oh goodness!" Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I got thoughtful, which is mm-hmm. great, loving, and sometimes needy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. But his job makes me needy because he's not home very often. Yeah, that's so. Fair. When he is home, I'm needy. But right. it, it's a hard balance because he does come home. He has to be a dad after being, you know, football player all day. And then there's also being husband. So it's a lot of eggs in one basket. But he does a good job at it. Yeah. And you kind of have to be all in wherever you are. Right. Right. And um, he has a hard time. You know, it's when he's at football, it's football. When he's at dad mode, it's dad mode. And when he's with husband mode, it's husband mode. He, he's not very good at, you know, combining <laughs> a lot of it. But he's working on it. He's come a long way. That's fair. Could you give me three adjectives that you would use to describe him? Funny. He's very funny. And you, if you think he's funny, you have to understand his humor. Mm. Loving. He's very loving. He lo- he's a very good dad. I'll give him that. Um, throw him a bone. Okay. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. And 
I would kind of say dorky. He's kind of dorky. <laughs> he likes dorky things. Like he's very into RC cars. And okay. Like he, when he's done playing football, he wants to skateboard again. He's like, was a big skateboarder, Tony Hawk fan. Oh, wow. Um, I would not yeah. have predicted that. No, he's a big dork. We do see the funny side a little yeah. bit. And I feel like now that he's a few years in, he's like kind of come out of his shell, like media wise. Yeah. But I don't think we get the dorky side. That's- oh, come come to our house around. <laughs> when he gets home, he's driving an RC car with Brock in the dirt. Um, yeah, he's, you should ask for a picture of his collection sometimes. Okay. He's yeah, maybe a, there's a little feature there or something. Yeah, he keeps the hobby store in Timonium alive. Wow, yeah. that's great. When you say, like, who even goes to those stores? Bro- <laughs> um, Nick, Brock. Nick and Brock. <laughs> Nick yeah. Boyle, keeping them in business. Yes. All right, who knew? So let's go back. You did. We talked about your kids. You mm-hmm. had your first child, Brock, who mm-hmm. we actually saw in Pressers this week, which yes. is really cute. Um, we're taping this during training camp, but we'll, we'll air later. But he made a little appearance. Um, and that was during the quasi-Ravens baby boom mm-hmm. of 2019. So the team was playing lights out. And then there was four babies in the month of December. It was mm-hmm. you guys. There was baby Richards baby Clark and baby Wormley. Yes. So I can imagine that kind of going through that as a first time mom, it had to help kind of having that community around you. What was that like? That was amazing. I still keep in touch with all of those girls. I feel like that was, that whole year was so amazing. We were all pregnant. So we can only have so much fun at the games, as, <laughs> you know, but um, we were all pregnant. We all had our babies around the same time and it was just so nice. We were all first time moms too. So it was like not someone knew more than the other. We were all kind of going into this blind and our husband's not being home, which adds a whole other layer. You know, when's the baby coming? Is it going to be game day? Are they going to be called in the middle of the game? Like all things that most people don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was... That was so nice to have them to lean on. Yeah, so what was the timing kind of like for you? Was Nick able to be there? And kind of what was that like? Yeah, so it actually worked out amazing. It was a Thursday night game, um, and mm-hmm. I had scheduled to be induced on Friday morning. So he had a Thursday night game. I wasn't able to go. My mom made me stay home. She said, you're not going. You're giving birth tomorrow. You're staying home. So we watched on the couch. But So he came home. It was probably, I don't know. 12 in, in the yeah. morning and we had to be there at 4 a.m. So Ooh. he just stayed up all night and played video games and we went in the morning, got delayed, long story, whatever, but we had him that Friday. So he was able to be there. That does work out. That's nice. Yeah. So what were the challenges too, I guess, then of it's December, obviously there was a playoff push there. A team plays into a little bit into January that mm-hmm. year. So how was Nick able to be there during that time? I mean, it was a balance. Um, you know, he could be there as much as he could, but yeah, every every week I'm like, please win, but also come home. <laughs> please win, but come home. But make the Super Bowl. But I also want to be there, but I have a two-month-old. So it was a lot of emotions, you know, postpartum hormones too are like all over the place. But yeah, I was like, this is going to be the year they make the Super Bowl because I have a baby that I can't bring. Right. But no, um, he, he's, he really is good when he comes home. He's like full dad mode. I remember an interview he did at the time where he said that like everything with him is a competition mm. and even down to like changing diapers. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that's great. You just gave birth. Yeah. Your husband's competing with you <laughs> about how good you are at changing mm-hmm. diapers, critiquing your form. Yeah. No, he's still like that. Um, he still asks if I got in all the cracks and crevices. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I have gotten in all the cracks. His mom still holds him to it. Like, I guess he said one time, like, you know, did you wipe good or something? And his mom will still be like, she had four kids. She's like, I had four kids. And she still brings that up that, that he doesn't think she can change a diaper. But he is the best at everything. <laughs> he's really perfectionist at all yes, areas. You know, yes. when you're that good at certain things, mm-hmm. I guess it carries over. Yes. Um, so obviously life has changed a lot over your time in the NFL together and you guys have been through some trials together. It hasn't yeah. always been sunshine and rainbows. Obviously yes. that's the best. Um, but when Nick signed his first contract extension, I remember he talked about 
there was a period there, like when he was serving his suspension, he had, mm-hmm. there was 10 games in 2016 for the yep. previous season where he talked about you guys were afraid to go to the grocery store because yeah. people would heckle you. And what is that like going through that with your significant other? It's just like the highs. Like it's awesome when you get to go and like people are like, oh, Nick Boyle, you know, but then when it's the lows, like people are low. Like they will say anything and everything. I mean, still his name is still attached to that, but I mean, he did it to himself. He'll own it. Um but it's hard. Like, it's hard being in the spotlight. It's hard. I know people DM me on Instagram, anything. Like, people just don't care. There is no filter mm-hmm. on any platform. That's that's definitely hard. I've gotten used to it. It doesn't affect him, really, I don't think. Um, it affects him more, I think, now it's still being something. Like, he wants right, to move right. on. So now when people are like, oh, you know, he looks great, but he's probably doing steroids, you know? Like, <laughs> no, that's not, you know, can, we, can he just look good? You know, can it just be, like, yeah. not bad? Um, but no, it's, the lows are hard. The lows are hard and the highs are good. So it just comes with. And everyone's like a keyboard warrior, you know, like anyone can say anything on the internet. I think it was surprising to me that I feel like people are a little more hesitant in person generally, but that's, that is tough. So he then solidifies his role here. He earns the trust, the front office coaching staff signs another extension. So what did that kind of change for you guys as you realize, okay, this is something that's really stable here that we've built. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that was that was a really good first confidence. I mean, if if you asked me if we, I thought we were going to be here forever, I I have, would have no idea. But I mean, he's the second longest Raven now, yeah. which is incredible. <laughs> it's so crazy um, to think about that. But it's really become our home. Like we stay here all year round. All of our kids were born here. It's we've really made this place a home. And I think having his job feel like they value him, and right. you know he loves coming here. It just is like the icing on the cake. Totally. And you guys aren't that far from your families either, right? No. Yeah. So like I said, we, our entire family is in a 20 minute radius at home. So it's only a four, four hour drive. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about the lows. There's another low in November, 2020 at the Patriots. There's, he suffers a gruesome injury. Where were you? What is that? Those next 24 hours like? I'm sitting on my couch watching the game half, like trying to not fall asleep. My head's starting to doze Mm -hmm. because I have baby at home. Um, and my phone just starts blowing up. Obviously I watched it, but he wasn't like, his face didn't look bad, but the other team calling the staff over, I was like, Mm. oh, this can't be good. So I'm calling him, calling him. Of course, he's not answering. Like he doesn't have his phone. I don't know why I thought that. It was just my immediate reaction. What else are you going to do? Right. So then I have his parents calling me. I'm like, I can't, I don't know. I don't, I haven't talked to him. Um, and then he, he calls me right away and he's like, yeah, my knee is donezo. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does this mean? He's like, oh, I'll fly home with the team. You got to pick me up, blah, blah, blah. Um, but just watching that, I mean, he's never endured an injury like that ever. Like, I mean, even in college, he had something small, but like he's never seen that side of the game. So just mm. have your entire life ripped from you in, you know, one play, it's really hard. And he was, he was really in a dark place that, that took a toll on him. I'm sure you're going to ask more questions about that. But, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. So he, he's in the hospital after knee surgery. And he talked about, like, it was an emotional roller coaster because mm. this is something that's your livelihood. Like you said, you've done it every day of your life for the past however many years. So how do you handle kind of balancing his emotions as he's going through all of that? It, it's hard. I mean, like I said, he's pretty – I would describe him as, like, a pretty stable personality guy. Like, he's – Nothing really affects him. You know, he doesn't get down too often. He doesn't, you know, get overly excited too often either. He's pretty, like, <laughs> mellow. But seeing him go on that 
roller coaster was something new that I had to learn how to deal with. You know, if he wanted space, he needed space, which again is hard for me because I'm needy, as he said. <laughs> <laughs> I want to solve things right then and there. Um, but having Brock home, I think, was what really got him through that because I could say anything, you know, a million times, write him cards, bring him flowers, but nothing like hearing your son say dada or like wanting to hug mm-hmm. him, you know, mm-hmm. that that got him through really, especially when he couldn't walk. You know, he could sit on his lap and, you know, do things that I was just like, okay, uh, go for a walk. No, you want to, uh, you know, watch a movie? No, can't move from. We actually had to put up a gate in our dining room. This is funny because Brock would just either smash his knee with toys or pull out every cord that was attached to him. Oh my gosh. So we had, we have, we still have the gate in our dining room, (laughs) gated off the entire dining room, made it like Nick's rehab room. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, kids don't really understand that. No. But I'm sure a silver lining was that he did get so much time at home with Brock because that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Right. That's what I say all the time. I mean, even you were talking about the suspension, talking about, um, you know, him getting hurt. Both of those times, we probably wouldn't have met if he wasn't home um, mm. on that break because we haven't been home for, for Christmas since that. Right. Um, and then, you know, with Brock, like he would have never had that time as a baby with him. So it, there is a silver lining there. It all works out how it's supposed to be. Exactly. So I want to share a post um, that you shared. I think this was last year after Mm -hmm. the crucial catch game. And this is, it like gives me chills even just reading it back. So I'm going to read it for the listeners. You can find this on her Instagram at Christina Maria Boyle. Um, Nick honored your mom last year during the crucial catch game. And you shared this post on Instagram about when you found out you were expecting your third. So I'm going to read it. You said, back in September, I flew out to the Mayo Clinic with my mom for her three-month checkup. We knew there was a chance her cancer could have returned. However, we were not prepared to hear the doctor say that not only had the cancer returned, but it was terminal. One of the first things my mom said to me was, maybe I'll see one more baby. Naturally, I was very upset thinking about my future kids not being able to meet their Oma. Once home, I was greeted by Brock having a stomach virus and throwing up all over our living room rug. Nick and I went to Costco shortly after to get a new rug when I started feeling sick in the checkout line. Great. Brock shared his stomach bug. How sweet, I thought. The next day, something told me to take a pregnancy test. I still don't know why, because we were not on any infertility meds, and we've never gotten pregnant naturally, and we were not trying. To much of my surprise, I found out I was pregnant. My mom definitely knew I was going to need some light during what was about to be a very dark time, and you said, with all that being said, baby boil number three coming this May, this past May, bring on three under two and a half, and yes. I just get chills, and that's beautiful. What what made you decide that that was something that you wanted to share publicly? Well, I think um, no one really knew that this was going on. Um, it was kind of behind the scenes. I was back and forth trying to take care of her, and it happened really quick, like, you know, it was in September when we flew out, and then she passed away the first week of November. So it happened, like, very, very quick. And she was actually visiting um, a couple weeks before we went to the Mayo Clinic, and I had noticed something, you know, just being in my nurse self, being like, what is that? And, you know, she was like, nothing, whatever. Um, so it, it was very unexpected, though. And um, I wasn't going to share, but Nick had held up a sign at the crucial catch game. And a lot of people on the team had seen that and, you know, like, what's going on with your mom? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. know. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's been so crazy. Nick's in season. I have, you know, two kids. I'm going back and forth. And, you know, luckily, like I said, our family lives so close that they were able to help, but we were back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, everyone's like, where are you? What are you doing? And so I decided to share, um, 
I got more open with the girls, you know, on the team, like, yeah, this is what's going on. And I got a lot of support after the crucial catch game. And that was really helpful because, like I said, this is like your family. When you're Mm -hmm. in football season, all the girls here, these are your family members. Um, And they were super supportive. And, yeah, I guess that's why I wanted to share. Yeah, I like hearing stories, you know, when there's – dark times you know some light in the dark time and it gives other people hope too you know Mm -hmm. to see that you've progressed through this and actually one of my coworkers, Gina grew up in y'all's hometown as Mm -hmm. well and when I told her I was doing this interview with you she was like I've always been impressed with how resilient Christina is and how do you stay so positive as you go through things like this um well that's a good question. So yeah, I've been through a lot. Um, I lost my dad when I was a senior in high school. So I was young and in that time. Um, and I think I learned a lot of coping skills I, at a young age, which I don't think a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. learn until they're in adulthood. Sadly, you know, you should be enjoying your high school years, not learning coping skills. But And then I lost my brother um, a few years ago and then my mom, obviously. And I think, I mean, having my family, especially this time, I didn't have – you know, I had my mom back then and then I, you know, had my mom through both the first two losses. But this time around, I had Nick and my kids and like I always had people that were really supportive in my life that, you know, taught me how to get through. It taught me how to be a strong person. My mom was an extremely strong person. She, like I said, you know, went through a lot of tough times. And I always just use the phrase like a strong woman raised me into a strong woman. Mm. And I think like that's super true. <laughs> I, I don't really have any other yeah, I love reasons. that. I love that. I, I would agree with that as well. I definitely appreciate Yeah, I think everyone appreciates their mom more as they become an adult. And Absolutely. you kind of like, wow, I was such a jerk yeah. to her. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was the only one that ever had your back all yeah, the time. Yeah, great. I was like, oh, she's really right about everything. Yep. Dang. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. But 
so then this off season, you are pregnant and you have two little ones already. And Nick pitches to you, let's move to Arizona for the off season. Yes. <laughs> How did that go over? Well, initially I'm like, what's in Arizona? <laughs> like I've never been to Arizona. Um, I just know it's really hot. Um, so he was like, you know, I want to go train out there. I want to switch it up. I feel like I just need like a change of environment. And I was like, okay, well we're going like tomorrow or for going. Cause I'm 28 weeks pregnant. We, mm-hmm. I need to get back, you know? And so he was like, okay, well, let's just leave tomorrow. And, you know, that's Nick. Let's just go tomorrow. I'm like, no, not literally tomorrow, Nick. Like, <laughs> we, I need to pack. We're supposed to be going to Disney in a couple days. Like, we had an entire Disney trip that was supposed to be a couple weeks later, but we made it into, like, three days later. Wow. We literally moved the entire trip, went to Disney, came home, packed, and then went to Arizona. Because I said, we are not canceling Disney. I just want to go to Disney so bad. <laughs> we need the this. Kids. Yes. I'm like, I need this. So um, we did go to Disney, came home, went to Arizona. And it actually ended up being like some of my favorite months of off season ever. Because it was just the four of us at the time. Um, even though I was pregnant, like very pregnant, we, we just spent all day together. He would rehab in the morning. And then we had like the whole day. Whereas... I guess it's not that different, but it felt a lot different. Because at home, you know, you're like, oh, I have to mow the lawn. I have to do laundry. Mm -hmm. I have to let's clean up toys. Let's do this. But in Arizona, we had, you know, one box of toys because can't bring your whole life with you. One box of toys and a pool. And, like, we were outside. And there's so much to do out there. We were, you know, it felt like a couple-month vacation, really. So, yeah, it ended up being really fun. Then he pitched to me, let's go again. (laughs) So we went again. Oh, wow, you went back. Yeah, we went back. So he came home for OTAs and okay. mini camp. Yeah. And then he was like, I want to go back. I'm like, we're not going back. We just we just got home. He was like, no, I want to go back. So we had a two-week-old and we wow. flew to Arizona for another month. So in that little like break in yep. between mini camp and training camp. So yeah. do you think it was worth it? Did it pay off? He's, I mean, it, he says it did. So that's all that matters. He was also going through this like really restrictive diet. So were you guys following that? Was that just a dad thing? Were there multiple meals being made? How does that work? Yeah. So he was on a meal plan out there where all of his meals were delivered. He only – Nick is either all in or not in at all. He's either eat exactly the same four meals a day every day for the next three months or let me eat an entire thing of Oreos. Like there is <laughs> no in-between at all. Um, so he was on that diet the entire time we were in Arizona, came home, didn't have the meals obviously because he wasn't in Arizona – Came back um, to Arizona, got the meals again, and now he's actually gets them shipped to our house. Wow. Yeah. That so. sounds terrible, honestly. It's, the meals are not terrible, but just I like just the can't repetition. Eat the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My fiance can make three things it's brown rice, broccoli, and chicken. So that's like all he'll eat. And I was like, that's not going to work for me yeah. for the next 80 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's three more things that Nick can make. So <laughs> <laughs> and he can eggs. do scrambled eggs. eggs. Yes. Yeah. That's like the one thing because yeah. they have to be able to make breakfast for themselves. Right. So the change of scenery obviously was nice too. Did you guys spend time with the Andrews family like while you're out there? Was he working out with Mark at all? He wasn't working out with Mark, but they did catch a few times, um, played in our yard. He Mark did kick the soccer ball around with Brock a few days. Aww. Yeah. Um, and they did have us over for dinner, which was super nice. His parents are so sweet and welcoming. And we're like the grandparents chasing all my children around <laughs> while I'm like waddling <laughs> nine months pregnant around. But no, they're super sweet. Martha Andrews was on the podcast last season. She is great. I actually never met her in person. It was all over Zoom, but she is great. She is super sweet. Um, So what is game day like for you? Do you have any superstitions? Do you have like a routine? I know it's probably changed as you added kids to the mix. Yes. So prior to kids, we had like, well, I should say prior to COVID because that 
sure. same thing. But um, <laughs> his, Nick's mom used to do an entire tailgate. I mean, down to Raven's napkins. Oh, my gosh. A Raven bird on the table. Like, she went all out. She I is the queen this. of tailgating. So when she starts her tailgates back up again, I'm going to invite you guys. Awesome. Can't um, wait. She really is the queen of tailgating. Has, like, an entire bin of straight tailgate stuff. <laughs> Um, so that's what it used to look like. Then we had kids and COVID, we couldn't go for, you know, a couple of years and whatever. Then it got hurt. So it's been a little different now. Now it's how fast can I get Brock dressed, get his shoes on? That's like a, an hour event. Um, get him out of the house because he is obsessed with coming to the games. Him um, and all of his little friends, you know, meet at the games and cheer for daddy. Aww. And it's it's fun. I'm excited for this year because I think he'll really, really understand it. it. Yeah. And Blakely was young last year, so she was actually harder to bring. She wouldn't actually sit and watch. She just It's a long time snacks. to ask a kid to sit yeah, yeah, and stare at something where they may or may not understand what's happening. Right, right. So, yeah. If, usually if you feed her snacks, though, she can sit for a while. You just keep feeding the snacks. <laughs> I and think I'm the same way. Yeah, just keep, keep the snacks <laughs> yeah, keep coming. Keep the snacks coming. The fries coming. Anything in ketchup, she'll eat. So, Girl after my own heart. Yes. Do you think Brock is does kind of like understand this is dad's job? He plays football. Like, is he starting <laughs> yeah. to get that? Yeah, he definitely is getting that now. If you ask him why does daddy have to go to work, he'll say, because if he stops, we'll have no more money. <laughs> he tells everybody that. It's hilarious. I'm like, where did you hear that? Well, that's what daddy says. I'm like, okay, fair, fair. <laughs> so he, um, yeah, he definitely understands it. And he, Nick was recently on the WBAL like intro or whatever. Yeah, like the promos. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he saw him on the TV the other day. He goes, why daddy on TV? I'm like, well, that's his job, you know, like, and he just right over his head. Like yeah. he just doesn't understand why if he sees him on TV, why he's not playing football. Like, so right, he doesn't really right. understand that aspect. But everybody's daddy. If if the Broncos are playing, there's daddy on TV. <laughs> like everybody's daddy. Anybody in a football jersey? I say, you see daddy out there? Yes, yeah, see daddy. I'm like, He's not even out there, but okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. He mostly just wants to see Poe, honestly. We look for Poe the entire mm, game. Kids love Poe. Loves Poe. So they're either terrified of Poe <laughs> or they love Poe. There's really well, he no never between. got that close. If he was close, okay. he probably would be terrified, but far away, he loves Poe. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah. Um, we talked probably about some of the hardest moments of his NFL career, the injuries, the suspensions, going through all those things. What's been the most rewarding moment of his career for you? I feel like seeing his first touchdown because there was so much hype to like, <laughs> oh, he hasn't had a touchdown and no touchdown Boyle, you know, whatever. Um, but seeing his first touchdown, I was very pregnant. I think with Blakely. Yeah, it was against the Patriots game. It was a night game. And I started jumping up and down and I was like, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> my mother-in-law was like, you need to sit down. I was so excited. But yeah, I had to sit down because that could have ended bad. Go into labor. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. Something, something bad could have really <laughs> happened, but that was definitely the best. Just to see that and get that, you know, under his belt was fun to see. We've talked about like how caring both of you are, and something that's always stood out to me is how involved the two of you have been in the community here in Baltimore in your time here. I know COVID has made that challenging, mm. but do you think that comes from your background as a nurse that you've always been really like invested in the community here? Yeah, and I think also going back to like working, it's. I wouldn't say a community job, but I see a lot of what goes on in the community, right. like what the kids have to deal with and, you know, what their home lives are like. And I think that made me very invested. Um, and then we always love the um, Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Place, place 60? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That event was always so fun to go to. And they'll DM Nick on Instagram. They actually, like, will talk back and forth, like, Nick, I saw this, you know. And Nick's like, oh, yeah, man, thanks. That's like, great. he has, like, made fans through that that are so cute. Um 
but yeah, just seeing that is why we do it. Like making the connection and, you know, knowing you're making a difference in somebody's life is awesome. Right. And you guys also, you just been there for people when they need it. What during the COVID pandemic, like we talked about, you teamed up with Maryland Food Bank and you guys made a donation to provide 75,000 meals for families in the yeah. Baltimore area, which is incredible. What went into that decision? Why did you decide that this was something that we really need to take action about? Um, well, like I said, um, working as a nurse, I also worked at RTC in Timonium um, and it was school based. So the kids would go to school there and I just saw, you know, how many kids come here nonetheless with no breakfast, but no lunch. And then thinking about what they come home for dinner, how a lot of them, you know, are in foster care and mm -hmm. the foster care system and, you know, everything like that, just seeing, you know, sometimes I'd say, what did you have for dinner? And, you know, like, oh, my siblings and I shared a can of soup. I'm like, for all of you? And there'd be like six, seven kids. Right. And just seeing that and knowing that they're not coming to school to get a meal, it was just tears my heart up. Um, so always been something close to my heart, food and I mean, I see how lucky my kids are and how much they devour food. <laughs> Thinking about my kids sharing a can of soup just honestly is puts everything into perspective. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was super important to us to do something during that time. I love that. That's awesome. What is your favorite thing to do as a family outside of football? Hmm. What is our favorite thing? We, we just like going places. I feel like getting out of the house, we're like in the house a lot. And it's hard to leave with three kids. It really is hard. But <laughs> so we, we do like to go out. So we do like hyper kids. Do you know what hyper kids no. is? Oh, it's an indoor playground in Owings Mills. And it's like, you can run around and like there's slides and stuff like that. Oh. And um, going to the park and Nick and Brock love taking the RC car to the park. Back to the cars. Back to the cars. <laughs> um, that's their favorite thing. We have a mule now. A um, mule? A mule. It's like the animal. No, no, not the animal. <laughs> you ride on it. Um, I don't know another word for it. ATV. Oh, okay, okay. But it has I was doors. picturing like the actual. Like that. Okay, that's a mule. Okay, yeah, there's okay. like a, it's like a gator. quasi, yeah, gator, okay. gator, golf cart situation. A mix of all of those things. <laughs> okay, well, we recently got one of those this off season. I have no idea why, because we live in Baltimore County and have less than an acre of land. So I don't know why we circles got Circles in the yard. Literally, that's what we do, circles in the yard. And there's a small trail that we have to go through someone else's yard to get to mm. that Nix does. <laughs> anyway, um, we got that, and that's been a very fun family activity to go on the mule. The mule. The mule. If you guys don't know what that is, you can Google it. Yeah. I, I think we did a very terrible job explaining yeah. it. I can't even tell you the brand of it. Maybe Kawasaki, but don't quote me. I don't know. <laughs> Just Google mule. Mule. There you go. Not the Not animal. Not the animal. All right. Um, one last thing for you before we close. We have this little game we play at the end. It's called the Purple Hot Seat. This is okay. the Purple Chair. It's just quick this or that. Okay. Um, one of them is actually not a this or that, so I kind of lied. But the first okay. one is night game or 1 p.m. game? 1 p.m. game so my kids can go. That's fair. <laughs> Close exciting game or a blowout win? Close exciting. See, I am blowout win every yeah. time. I don't like the stress. <laughs> um, this one is tough. A loss but Nick scores. Or win, but no touchdown for Nick? So this is a loaded question because I only care if Nick plays well. So if he played well with no touchdown, okay. then I'd go with that one. But touchdown's always cool, so loss and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite thing to do on an off day? Hang out with Nick. I never get to see him, honestly. We, like, never get to really spend time. The kids go to sleep, and we're both, like, in bed at 8.30. We mm -hmm. are early birds to bed. And so just hang out. I just like being around him. 
That's great. Love it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun getting to know Christina Boyle better in this episode. Best believe I'm going to tell Nick his wife is a better interviewee than him. In all seriousness, it's pretty wild to see how much Nick has grown in his time here. I remember my first season, how nervous Nick would be participating in media obligations. Christina's even posted photos of him hiding from her camera on date nights on her Instagram. I'm glad to know it's not just me. Now, he may not always enjoy it and have to fight the urge to roll his eyes when he sees me coming, but he's truly become a natural. I loved Christina sharing with us how big of a dork he is at home, too. It actually reminds me of a similar misconception about the Ravens' opponent this week, Mr. Joe Flacco himself, as we head to play the New York Jets this weekend. I only overlapped with Joe for a few seasons in Baltimore, but I was always struck by how low-key funny he was. He doesn't get enough credit. Every year, we'd wait with videographers, photographers, a social team, and external media for guys to report back to minicamp, training camp, etc., and I remember one camp for QB report day, it was literally only me waiting outside the player's entrance when he arrived. Joe looked at me, looked at my phone, and went, we really consolidated it all down to a phone now, huh? We sure did, Joe. Joe was always so kind and gracious, and I'll always appreciate that as I started out and gained my footing here. And I'm sure a lot of his former teammates will be excited to see him this weekend, and personally, I can't wait to get the season rolling. For my job, game day is what makes it all worth it. We'll train up to New York, or New Jersey rather, Saturday, which will be a fun switch up from our normal flights, and I can't wait to tell you all about it the next time we talk. And I'll be joined by the Ravens Director of Sports Nutrition, Sarah Snyder, for one of my favorite episodes yet. Don't forget to leave us a review, rate, and subscribe so you get each new episode as it drops. New episodes will air every other Tuesday. I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.